Welcome to 5.0, Fivefold and Beyond with Matt and Amy. In the 5.0 podcast, we're going to peel back the layers of the Ephesians 4 model, revealing a thriving church, ministry, or organization. This will help leaders to identify, work together, and implement or raise up the believers who want to move in their calling. Watch those who are in your care and they become alive with a fresh passion as the anointings on their life are revealed, encouraged, and released. We also offer seminars, conferences, and strategic advising to pastors and leaders. We'll sit down with you and help you to learn how to have a fivefold influenced church or organization. Um, also, how to identify and integrate people with fivefold giftings into your teams and into your organization. So connect with us at ihimtv.com. That's ihimtv.com. So get ready to engage as these podcasts will open an understanding, remove confusion of the fivefold, and open your eyes and heart to what you and those around you carry. Knock, knock. Who's there? An evangelist. Today, we want to discuss the evangelist office. This is the governmental authority or the fivefold minister of evangelists. All right. And we pick up in Ephesians chapter four, verse 11. And he being Jesus gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the service, to do the building up of the body of Christ. So here we're going to find out about this governmental evangelist. And that terminology we mean is the person with the mantle in the office. They have a grace for it. There's a responsibility of authority. And that's what we're looking at uh, right now. So the governmental evangelist that I just read to you is a person given as a gift to the body of Christ to equip the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry. They minister to the church. They put a fire under them to be compelled to go out to the world and whatever their influence may lie. This evangelist most likely will have experiences, right, of many evangelistic type training they went through in their own life, but now they're at a place where they're able to fire that into others. So again, the office is usually one who is mature in the Lord. Let's look at um, some of the key points of what this evangelist is or what they do, how they operate. Mm, mm. And I know you just kind of introduced some of that. And I want to just reiterate that an evangelist is a gift from God that equips others for the work of the ministry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's get out of our minds. The evangelist is the one who goes out and um, wins the lost. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of times that is included in their ministry, but the evangelist in the mantle of evangelist is one given to the church. Given to the church, to equip the church, to fire up the church, uh, to do the work of the ministry, to get them on fire, to, to move from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. That's a governmental authority to do that. Also able to raise up teams. But anyway, we'll get there. So. Well, actually, we're going to get there right now. What? An evangelist oh. raises up other evangelists who may or may not fit into the four walls of the building. So he may raise he up. He or she. 
he or she. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Let's We know some that. female ones. The, exactly. Some powerful women evangelists. Mm-hmm. The evangelist um, will raise up people. And some of these people may flow in paraministries or in, in the non-traditional church setting in their evangelistic work. And some others may be towards the more towards the church. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. this is what the evangelist does. They reproduce themselves. They raise others up. Leader evangelists that will often think to the future. And this is why they're raising people up, mm-hmm. because they're not just focused on um, the here and now. They think of legacy and they don't, you know, when they're gone from this earth, they want this ministry to be carried on. That's why they raise others up. Right. The third the third thing that we see, knock, knock, who's there? The evangelists, the third thing that you should see on them, um, what they're carrying is that grace of the evangelist, which stirs others in the body of Christ to go into the byways and the highways to their neighbors and share the good news. Um, also, we see them. That's that's re- reduplicating who they are. They're in that way. They go win the lost. But also, the evangelist also has that grace to stir up the body of Christ for them to fulfill what God put on them, whatever that may be. There's a fire that comes in in a charge of Yahoo. We can go do this, and so that's what you see. Uh, someone that's really an evangelist. That's what they ha- they have that grace, that anointing you may call that's there and present. It's just like they hardly try to do it. And, and all of a sudden, boom, the people are all wild and they got it. And things a, will begin to happen. In a sense, they're mm-hmm. um, commissioning people yep, as commissioning. Jesus did and mm-hmm. sending them forth. That's very good. I like mm-hmm. that. Ah. This mantle has the dual purpose of focusing towards the church, but also focusing toward the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's applied. Obviously, they have experienced themselves of going out and doing all kinds of different evangelistic um, ministries in in their past and in their training. And you talk to any evangelist and find out where they began and how they got to where they're at. And there's a wide, diverse things. But the common thread is that evangelistic um, outreach, that evangelistic flow that they have. So let's actually I, w- I want to look at that a minute, because for an evangelist, um, Traditionally, we've thought of an evangelist in in the office of evangelist as having a traveling ministry, going from church to church and stirring them up. And that's a very effective um, method of operation for an evangelist. But evangelists can also um, operate within a local church, in in one church, and have just their base office there, so to speak, or their base of operations and build evangelistic teams to go out of that church. So it doesn't just have to be, right. So it doesn't just have to be the traditional traveling from church to church, although that's very impactful as well. Or sometimes they don't necessarily travel into churches. They travel to regions and areas and um, gather the churches together in that area for, for a evangelistic endeavor. Yeah, let me remind our listeners that everything that we're talking about as we've been going through the offices as well as people with giftings and anointings, um, that they might not be in the office, but they have these giftings and anointings on them, um, is that we're not trying to put anybody into a box and we're not trying to say this is the only thing that you do, but um, you're going to find different expressions of that. Um 
not every pastor, for instance, I know we did the pastor already, but most people can relate real quick. Not all pastors are the same, nor do they have all the same heart um, or the same anointing they carry as they lead their local congregation. There's different expressions of the gifts and that. And so same in evangelism and evangelist, ha- they're not all the same. There's different types of evangelists and how they function and how they flow um, because that's where they're called. The fields don't always look the same, and that's okay. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Yeah, we're not trying to put anyone in a box. We're actually trying to blow open the boxes. Break open boxes. Exactly. Mm -hmm, Because mm -hmm. even the demographic can vary for evangelists. I've seen some powerful children evangelists or child evangelists. Like they're adults and they're going into children and doing children's rallies and ministries and winning children to the Lord. Uh, Very powerful. So even the demographic can vary. Yeah. But again, that's the beauty of how God has created and called us as individuals. A mature evangelist um, knows the importance of discipleship and equipping. So yes, win souls to the kingdom, but a mature, we're talking about governmental evangelist here, as, as they carry that responsibility of their mantle, understands that there's also discipleship and equipping need to take place. So what they, what they need to do is there needs to be a strategy with a deliberate strategy with the evangelist to build a relationship and have new converts integrated and participating in a local church. So these evangelists that are out there on their own, an island unto themselves with no connections to a home church or to uh, local bodies of Christ, uh, you can save all the people you want, but you don't direct them to uh, a healthy church. All those people are just going to be back in the world. They're going to be gone. It's like the fish on the dock rots. You got to get it somewhere. So a, a mature evangelist will make sure there's some um, integrated uh, relationships. Say, hey, uh, we, we come through here. This is what's happened. Let's get them through the process, get them discipled, equipped. And, and, and that's a sign of maturity right there in the we, office. We know that uh, the Great Commission, this is go and make disciples. It's not go and get people saved. That wasn't the Great Commission. It was go and make disciples. disciples correct. And that process does include growth. And so you do. An evangelist needs to connect with <clears throat> with pastors and teachers and um, to get that flowing, that process going so that true disciples are made. I want to read a verse in Acts 21.8. Okay. And it says, On the next day we left and came to Caesarea, and entering the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, we stayed with him. Now, Philip is described as as an evangelist, and he was chosen as uh, one of the seven in Acts chapter 6. They were... um, deacons that were chosen to minister to the needs of the people so the apostles could devote their time to prayer and and study of the word, direction of the church. And he was one that was chosen then. And even though he was an evangelist, he was also included among the apostles in Acts chapter 8. We see that. But let's look a little bit more out a little bit more at Philip as an example of an evangelist. If we go to Acts chapter 6 verses 5 and 6, It says, everyone liked this idea and they chose the following. So these are the seven that they chose. Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Philip, um, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, an earlier convert to the Jewish faith. 
And these seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them, and they laid hands on them. So we see here that evangelists were sent by the apostles by the laying on of hands. In other words, what does that mean? It means that they're accountable. Mm -hmm. They're sent Mm -hmm. and they're accountable. So like you said, Dr. Matt, they're not just out there on their own, an island Mm -hmm. to themselves. They are sent ones. Uh, part of the fivefold ministry. We, we've been talking about, we've been alluding to over these podcasts that the connection of these fivefold ministries, connected, integrated, cooperating, working together, makes a powerful body of Christ, makes a powerful church, meaning worldwide, the bride of Christ, that makes it so powerful. The more we are by ourselves doing our thing, or, you know, or we're the, we have to be the top big fish in a small pond, uh, it's less effective. You know, we got to think kingdom. We got to think big, uh, the world. We think the world. I thank the Lord for evangelists that are called the regions. I thank the Lord for people that's called to our nation. And I thank for people that are called internationally. Again, different calls upon them. But at the same time, uh, whether it's local or international, we have to uh, be accountable and just work together with other fivefold ministries. It, it's just the way it is. It keeps the safety, accountability, the power of God works there, unity, whatever. Well, in this example, and we see what often happened um, as a biblical example in the book of Acts, yeah. is they would send out the evangelists and they would go into a region and they would just begin to preach the gospel and get people saved and coming into the kingdom. Then the apostles would come in after the apostles and some teachers, and they would begin to build that up mm-hmm. and establish uh, churches in that area. That's what happened in Antioch. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. The other five folds began to come in. Um, let's look at some key activity, some identifiers for the evangelists and governmental evangelists. Um, Amy referred to Acts 8. So I'm going to go there, verse 5 to 8. And um, I'm going to read that out of the New Living Translation just for this one. Philip for example, went to the city of Samaria and told the people there about the Messiah. Crowds listened intently to Philip because they were eager to hear his message. There you go. There's a message, not just babblings, and see the miraculous signs he did. There's number two. It's another thing. There's got to be signs and wonders. Verse seven, many evil spirits were cast out. I'm talking about moving the Holy Ghost here in this mantle of this man. And screaming, they left their victims, and many who had been paralyzed or lame were healed. Here we go again. So there was, here's a result of all this. There was great joy in that city. Wow. I mean, those are key identifiers of someone. So I'm an evangelist. Well, let's look what's happening with you. You you know, what's really going on? Is it just a lot of hype and hoopla, but there's no fruit. Nothing's happening behind you. You actually messed up that local church more than it was before. You know, that stuff's not good. But a mature evangelist, when it comes in uh, to a church or a region, things happen inside and outside the church. Oh, definitely. I mean, I love how it said there's joy in the city. It didn't say there was joy in the church. There was joy in the whole city, Mm -hmm. which included the church. And I mean, evangelists can see uh, cultures of cities and towns and things change. And what a, what a powerful uh, thing when that mantle is released. I hope you guys are, are really enjoying um, these uh, podcasts that we're doing as we just strip things down and just begin to open it up and, and uh, you know, 
we'll talk more and more as we keep going about integration and how 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 to get started and how how leaders should get this thing working and getting it together but right now we're just setting it out and so if you if you know an evangelist would you pray for them today um support them pray for them just just uh, back them up if they come to your region uh you know just just get behind sit, apply yourself if you have evangelistic tendencies you know ask your spiritual leadership it's okay to get connected as they come to your city and give your gifts to be able to help them uh, either do a rally or a conference, whatever it is that's going on. And you will be able to use your gifts and be fulfilled in that. Start building relationships and uh, that are, are worth a kingdom value and bring to the table what you have, but, but do it the right way. Um, the opportunities don't always come by every single day. And uh, we pray for those uh, of you. We speak to those of you right now that have, have evangelistic type churches you guys are reaching out into your communities in this particular way and and bringing the gospel um that the lord will continue to bless you give you fresh ideas and give you a grace and if you're an evangelist in a local church that that um there'll be room made for you and uh without anyone being insecure or threatened and you're able to thrive and grow um if you're called to the local church i mean there's so many things that we could we've been talking about but i think we've done some key identifiers for the mantle the governmental authority and when they come in you know you got they'll bring something solid to a local church if they come into a church they're bringing something solid um the wackos and immature they have their own stunts and they play their own games and they don't submit to the authority in the house and they want to do their own thing and they're going to preach stuff they know they shouldn't be preaching there that stuff there they're just they're just cracks don't get them back don't 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 have that they're, they're not they're not moving uh in the holy spirit at all there and so we're speaking about a healthy model we talk about healthy models in a future episode we're going to have the pitfalls of it but uh today you know what? i think we identified an evangelist knock knock who's there an evangelist thanks for joining us today uh, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to and feel free to share so that others can be empowered as well through this message god bless